Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast where each episode we take a look at some of our favorite movies. Uh, we hope you enjoy our show and we encourage you to participate in discussion on social media or email about the episode or any episode you've listened to. And we hope to uh, see what you want to hear out of future episodes. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. We haven't done an intro in a long time, so now we're doing one again. <laughs> and the whole thing of telling us what to do, the last episode was the suggestion, and so is this one. So we actually do listen, um, and we try to do as many as we can. Yeah, we do. Um, this episode you mentioned is a suggestion. Um, one of my friends said, hey, I think it would be cool if you did an episode about sequels. And so we decided to take that and run with it. Uh, we're going to do... The theme of this episode is our top five sequels that are at least as good, if not better, than the original. Um, yes. Ryan and I talked before this. We both think that we're going to have a very similar list. So we've added some other movies to talk about as well in case we get through our five and go, well, that took ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, we had five between us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, who went first last time? Was it Was it you? I think it was you first last time. So, All right, so go ahead. Uh, I will start with number five. Yep. Um, this is one I kept putting on and off because it's number one, it's like a no-brainer. But number two, I think I still like the first one a little bit more, even though that's a very hot take. But my number five is The Dark Knight. Okay. Um, you know, it's pretty much a cinematic masterpiece. It um, is still what all comic book movies are graded against. But I still have this a soft spot for Batman Begins. I love Batman Begins because I think it's the best Batman movie to explore actual Bruce Wayne because mm -hmm. most of them are so more so much more interested in what makes the Joker tick or Catwoman or the Penguin or the Riddler. This is you know Batman Begins is the one movie that's like no this is about Bruce. This is about Batman, right. the duality, which is very interesting. So um, I love that. But Dark Knight is just a great movie. My one problem with the Dark Knight, and this is a good discussion topic, is the first time you see it, it works perfectly. It's a great movie. But the rewatchability, that third act, I find very boring once we get to the boat and you know what happens. Mm -hmm. It's not that interesting to watch again. So right. do you... Do you like hurt it for that or you're like, no, movies should be seen the first time. And what do you think of the first time? So that's an interesting idea. It's an interesting concept because if I took it – because I see what you're saying and I agree. You know, once you get to the boat, I think that entire scene is built out of the suspense of what's going to happen. And once you know, it's – There's no suspense. The air is lit out. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. That, that scene, honestly, honest to goodness, the first time I watched it, that's still absolutely fantastic. You're right, though. Watching it today, if I sat down to watch it, I wouldn't feel have the same feeling about that scene. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, the first two-thirds of Dark Knight is a 15 out of 10 for me. Mm -hmm. It's just once they blow up the hospital and then it goes to the boat and all the stuff with – and I feel like the stuff with Two-Face was a little rushed. It goes from a 15 to a 10 to, like, a 7 out of 10. So, you know, the average is still above a 10 out of 10. Right. But that second, that third act really does kind of slow it down, but only on repeat viewing. So, Correct. is that did Nolan and the creators of this make it for that first time, or should you think about repeatability? 
I'm not going to knock it for repeatability because there are other movies I've watched that aren't on my list, but just movies I enjoy that when I watched the first time and, and people are going to hit me for this one, like Ocean's 12, I didn't really like it the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But as I've watched it more, I've enjoyed it more. Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to knock... Um, I'm not going to knock a movie because it, it doesn't have the rewatchability based on a certain scene. If you yeah. look at the movie on a whole, like you said, 15 out of 10 to 7 out of 10, well, I mean, you're still averaging above a 10. You're still averaging an 11 out of 10 for the whole movie. So, no, I'm not going to knock it for that. Yeah, and that's where Dark Knight is. So, um, like I said, I'm just one of those weird people that think Batman Begins is underappreciated, but I love Batman Begins. I just I do too. I love that movie. Um, I love all three of them because... As time has gone by, Tom Hardy's Bane is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, he is. Um, And, you know, Tom Hardy, as weird as it sounds, almost feels underrated as a villain. Yeah. My my family is annoyed at me because I do, like, the Bane uh, speech way too much in my house. Do do you grab, like, your collars and hold them? Yeah. Yeah. Bane? Yeah. Not just what I do. It's a horrible (laughs) impression, but I'll just go, Bane? Oh, yeah, no, I can see but, why your family would Yeah, so that. I love that franchise, but like I said, it's the one thing that I was grading it on. Do I like it as much as the original, or is it better than the original? For me, I still love Dark Knight. Don't, like, come after me, pitchforks, Dark Knight people. I love Dark Knight, but I also love Batman Begins. So that's why it's pretty low on my list. So what about you? What's your number five? My number five, so my number five comes in... Um, as not the immediate sequel, so it's not the number two movie in the franchise, but it's a later movie in the franchise. And to me, as we talked about this franchise having kind of lost some of its its uh, appeal or its or its visual appeal over the time, how it doesn't hold up as well. But to me, it's it's Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Um, and here's why I here's why I put it on this list way high. You look at the movies prior to Prisoner of Azkaban, and they're still kind of light. They're fun. Yeah, it starts to get a little darker, you know. Once Prisoner of Azkaban takes off, and you've got uh, Alfonso Cuaron as the director, Mm -hmm. the series takes a much more serious, much darker turn. Yes. Um, And to me, this this is where the series goes from, hey, this is a kid's movie, which I still enjoy him, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. To okay, this is much more of a an adult storyline of of what's going on here. Um, I enjoyed the visual of it. I yes. enjoyed the reimagining of what Hogwarts was like. Yeah, this is the first movie where they didn't have to wear the robes all the time. Yeah, it was much more. I liked the naturalistic. Thing. I did too. I did too. Um, you start to see. Um, the world building a little bit more outside the walls of Hogwarts itself. Yes. I mean, the first two um, are, very contained. Yeah, are very contained inside Hogwarts. I mean, and that's the story as well. It is. You know? It is. So I can't knock the directors, but at the same time, you know, Quran takes it a little bit different direction visually. Quran oh, yeah. like up the whole series. Yeah, he know? really did. So for me, this one jumps on there. I think it was good. I mean, even to this day, Harry Potter, and you and I have talked about this, when you hear that dun, 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 that mm. still reminds me of, like, the Christmas season and everything else. Yeah, exactly. And and then, but this is, and so the, but I always think of those first couple movies. 
when it comes down to that light music. And then here with this one, it got significantly darker. I mean, the next one after this is the first major character's death in mm -hmm. the series with Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, but this is just, I like this one. I put it on the list because of the way it changes the franchise beyond it. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter didn't make my list, but I 100% agree with everything you said. If I was going to put the movie that where I think Harry Potter went from, like you said, a fun, good kids series to something more, it's definitely Prisoner of Azkaban. It's, I feel like the first two were very handcuffed to being very true to its original source material. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Columbus did a great job building this world, oh, yeah. casting everything like that. But the movies, quality-wise, takes a nut jump, a giant leap forward between two and three. Oh, most certainly, yeah. And I think it ties in in the first two movies. You mentioned it has to stay, you know, true to its book because I think it's still building its fan base. Yes, it's still saying, "Listen, we're Harry Potter. We're Harry Potter. Okay, now we're Harry Potter. Now we can expand this a little bit." Uh -huh. um, the 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 Dementors, the way they look, um, with with uh, ILM did the Dementors. Yeah, visually were stunning. Um, you know, I I just flat out enjoyed Prisoner of Azkaban as that time to grow this movie franchise into an adult theme. Yep, and so far both of our movies have Gary Oldman in them. So let's, well, you can't let's go wrong with Gary Oldman. Going. All right, so my fourth is also Gary Oldman. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, fourth what? one is the Fifth Element, where he's the bad guy. <laughs> exactly. What, what's your number four? Uh, my number four. Uh, don't want to talk about this too much because we've talked about this series a lot, but it's Terminator Two. Okay, as is I mine. Mean, it, it it takes everything that was great about Terminator and goes another level on it. Yep. Um, it is probably one of the best top three action movies for me. Mm -hmm. um, love the idea of turning the bad guy into the good guy. Yep. Um, like I said, it's one of those movies I still remember exactly when I saw it. Um, I love it, but we've talked a lot about that, so that's my uh, number four. It's my number four as well, and, and I think the reason I put it on the list is because Terminator's good, right? But Terminator 2, like we've talked about in the past, is where the franchise goes from kind of a horror movie in Terminator 1 to much more action movies. So since we both have that for four, let me give you an alternate number four, an okay. alternate world. Okay. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay. No, that's um, I'm never going to say no to that. Yeah. Like, Die Hard is the goat of action movies. I mean, like, it's undeniable champion, has been for years. Die Hard 3... I like, I think, just as much. Um, I remember seeing that in the theater. I saw it, I think, four times in the theater. My poor dad had to keep going to see it with me because I was like 14 and I couldn't get into R-rated films. <laughs> so right. I just kept dragging him to this movie. We went to New York the year after this came out, and I did a Die Hard with a Vengeance tour. I'm like, this is where John McClane did the taxi. This is where John McClane you know, blew up the subway. This is all of that because... I have seen this movie. I've probably seen the third movie more than the first one. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. Another one that I think the third act is not that good. Mm -hmm. um, and have you ever seen the original third act? No. Like how it originally would end? Oh, so the movie ends. He goes to the truck stop mm -hmm. in Canada. He has one, you know, I think one or two shot bullets left and he shoots the thing and the helicopter comes down and blows up and they all die. The original ending I love, but it's dark as hell. So, 
um, Simon gets away with it. Uh, and he goes and he lives, he goes to, I think, Brazil or Argentina or something with non-extradition treaty. Um, and like, so right after the ship blows up, that's the end of the movie. And then they have this like epilogue where he's, Jeremy Irons is sitting, enjoying himself. He made it out. He's got millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. John McClane comes, sits down with him. <laughs> and they're having like coffee at this place. You find out that John McClane was fired because they thought he had something to do with it, that they were in cahoots. His wife left him. He's like in this horrible place. So he puts down a rocket launcher between them. He's like, let's play a game. Let's play Simon Says. He's like, "Um, I took off the arrow to show which way the rocket goes. And he has a gun to his head. He's like, you get to pick it. You know, either you're going to get blown up or I'm going to get blown up. And, you know, they do all this. And like, it's like this riddle. Um, Jeremy Irons does it, blows himself up, and then, you know, Bruce Willis goes, um, should have wore a flak jacket, and he showed that even if it hit him, he would have been fine and still killed him. So, I mean, like, <laughs> it goes from, and, like, it's on YouTube. You can find this. Find it's it. great. And it goes from, you know, he killed him, you know, it, he was being shot at, so it was justifiable homicide to... You know, um, John McClane is at the bottom of where he can be. Um, he was fired. He's disgraced. He just straight up murders Simon in cold blood in this version. So here's my question, though. Um, wouldn't now I'm not a, a firearms expert, but wouldn't the backblast of a rocket launcher also incinerate the person on the other side? Yeah, probably. But he had the flak jacket on. <laughs> That's true. Flak jackets. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like a little small one. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's big. Yeah, no, I, but, I, I know um, what you're saying. I, I love the ending of that. I love Die Hard with the Vengeance. You know, the whole thing with Jerry Irons and ter- uh, getting it back to being I'm like, I'm to... about um, Hans Gruber's brother and all the, like, cool set pieces they have in it. I love that one. And I'm sorry, I love Die Hard 4 as well. You know, I would put it, I'd put it right below these other two. But I still, if that movie is on, I will watch the hell out of it. I won't uh, condemn you for that. So I'll give you my alternative number four, because like we just talked about a few minutes ago, we both have kind of alternates. Uh, My alternate number four goes the opposite direction from a dark movie. My alternate Mm -hmm. number four is uh, Finding Dory. Okay. Finding Dory is much better than Finding Nemo. Um, It's it's just a much better story of, um, you know, adventure and... And redemption and love and caring for each other. Um, you know, in, in Finding Nemo, it's about, obviously, Nemo and his father. Finding Dory takes Dory, the character that's kind of beloved in Finding Nemo, and and really explores her a little bit. And as she goes and starts to trace back her roots without really realizing it the whole way through, she meets characters that, in my opinion, with the exception of Crush the Turtle in, from the first one, these characters that she meets along the way are even better than the first one. So this is a rare example to me of a, of a movie that Disney and Pixar and all of them have put out that is significantly better than the first movie. I just mm-hmm. love Finding Dory. I could, yeah. I could watch that every day. I still like Finding Nemo more because I think it's got a little bit better of the emotion. Like I love in Finding Dory when you see how the parents always tried to bring yeah. her back and everything like that. But no scene is ever as good as when um 
the seagull, the Jeffrey Rush seagull oh. in the first one is, was it a seagull or is it a pe- oh, no, pelican? It's a pelican. Right? Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. yeah. Where he's telling Nemo the story of everything his dad did and the dialogue goes away and they just have the Finding Nemo song. You see this happy look. Nothing touches that moment. So I still like Finding Nemo, but Finding Dory is a great one. But if I was going to do, and I'll keep it just in case I have another one, but there's a better Pixar sequel I think you could do. And I think I know which one you're going to go with because it's also mm-hmm. on my alternate list. So, okay. all right. So, uh, number, number three. three. Yeah. All right. Uh, sticking with James Cameron and something we talk about a lot, Aliens to Alien. Okay. I'm not going to deny that. That's I on mean, my list of alternates. Yeah. Again, uh, there's not much more to say about this. I'm not no. going to bore everybody with talking about it. Some people like Alien more. If you're more into horror, I'm more into action. Um, I loved Aliens. But it's the weirdest thing is like in the late 80s, early 90s, they took all these R-rated movies and made cartoons, video games, and toys for like kids that were like 7, 8. Because mm-hmm. I had freaking Alien toys. Yeah, I remember the Aliens uh, video games back in the day. Yeah, There's I remember no, those. You I remember, do you remember RoboCop cartoon? I do. Yes. Yes. And come on, that maybe should not, looking back as an parent, that maybe should not have been appropriate for me at seven, eight, nine years old. I know, because you you start watching the cartoons or playing the video games or um, playing with the toys, and then you get to the movies, you're like, holy crap, this is even better. Yeah. But or... I, I remember I had um, Hicks. Uh-huh. I had a Hicks toy, and I had an alien that you put their face like underwater, and you like squeeze the side of it, and it sucked up the water, and then spit it, and then squeeze yeah. it, and it spit, and it was like acid. I love that toy. Oh, I had that. Yeah, I love those toys. So yeah, I find it funny that you don't really see too many kids watching a cartoon based on the Raid or John Wick <laughs> these days. No, no, you really don't. I mean, as I'm looking back at it, because you're right, I got the toys before I got before I saw the movies. Yeah. And so I looked back, I played with the toys, and that made me want to watch the movie, which I'm sure was the marketing ploy, obviously, but at seven years old, or however old I was when Aliens and Terminator and RoboCop all came out, uh-huh. uh, maybe not the smartest idea to get that young kid watching those movies. Like, when, when RoboCop gets blown to shit at the beginning of that movie, <laughs> yeah, that's fairly gory for that time. <laughs> I know, and that's, that's a funny movie, because I taped it off of ABC. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw for the first six, seven times I watched the movie. Oh, is that what you thought RoboCop was? Yeah. No, like I saw it on the ABC, <laughs> so it was there. And then I see it like on HBO when I'm in like college. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. I'm like, this is much more violent and gory than <laughs> yeah. that. It really is. That 70s show literally gets exploded with the <laughs> car in the end. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you watch those movies on ABC growing up, you get a much different experience for them when you finally get the VHS copy. Yeah, kind of like um, I had the same thing. On the same tape, actually, I had Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's not that changed, but it wasn't until I got like the DVD years later that I knew there was a giant blowjob dream joke in so, it. Because they just cut that out. The movie that the movie that always got me that I wished was different on the VHS version because I saw the TV version first was uh-huh. Christmas Vacation. And so when she gets out of the pool, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, the VHS version is going to have to show her boobs. And it never did. Like, no, I was like, gosh, on, damn it. The first National Lampoon's did. <laughs> I was disappointed. Um, so, yeah, that's my number three. So what's your number three? My number three uh, is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually, 
I was going to have that on there, but I'm like, I know Steve's going to get to that. Yeah. And I have it lower on the list because it's part of a huge franchise, which it doesn't take away anything from it. Um, um, A New Hope was really good. And don't get me wrong, it was a lot of fun to watch, and I could still watch it to this day, but Empire Strikes Back, it takes the cake as the best of the Star Wars movies to this day. And now we've had nine of the epics, plus what, two or three of the spinoffs? Two spinoffs and a TV show. Yeah. And I'm and not. A Christmas special. Okay, and, well, we're about to have another Christmas special, too. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious about that, by the way. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, Empire Strikes Back to me was what a sequel should be. And we've talked about it when we did the Lord of the Rings stuff because it's, it's your second act of your series. Mm-hmm. Your first act is hey, literally, we have a new hope here. The second act of this of this particular trilogy was oh shit they just got their asses handed to them now what yeah it's like oh look they're winning no they're not you know it's yeah. still the empire it's it, still five thousand times bigger than and, the uh, rebels and that's what empire strike back did to me it in the first one it, it almost felt like this small self-contained hey this group of rebels is going to do just fine and then you see empire strikes back and you see just how big the empire is and how powerful it is Yes. And you're like, oh, damn. Which sets up Return of the Jedi quite nicely. Um, which was a fine closer for that trilogy. Yeah. But Empire is where that one is. And to this day, if I see Star Wars on TV, I might sit down and watch some of it. But if I see Empire on TV, I'm going to sit down and watch whatever's on. Yeah. However, far, however much is left. Yeah, and like this is, what, this is a movie that was around before I was alive. Mm-hmm. But even as a kid, like even when you had all three of them out... A lot of my friends like Return of the Jedi because it, it's got the Ewoks and it's no. I always like that. My favorite vehicle to this day is still the Adats. Oh yeah, and Most like certainly. that was the way Empire Strikes Back starts. It's like, hey, you think you know everything in Star Wars? Here's a Ground different Attack. planet we go to. Here is different vehicles. Here's mm-hmm. different outfits. This world's and, getting bigger. And it's the first time we really see true ground attack in Star Wars. Yeah, it's the first time that we're on the ground having grunts. Yeah, and I mean, like, the end of Rogue One wouldn't exist without Empire Strikes Back. Oh, no, not at all. Um, so, to me, Empire Strikes Back is the best movie in that series. And because it's a, a sequel to the first one, it goes on my list at number three. Yeah. Have we ever talked about, though, how Star Wars, their, like, planets are really weird? That, you know, on our planet we have Antarctica, but we also have, you know, the Sahara. Yeah, but their planets are all one thing. Yeah, it's like Hoth, it's cold. Uh, Tatooine, it's hot. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you're right. Wherever they went in Skywalker, it's all water. The jungle world, where they went to to meet, uh, what's her name, yeah. Yeah, it's like, do they have a planet that's like Earth, that's like, there's oceans, but there's also farmland, and there's deserts, and there's mountains? No, and you know, somebody pointed something out on, I think it was on Reddit the other day. It was a, uh, so... Um, Uncle Owen, uh, mm-hmm. in in one of the in in the prequels, uh, Aunt Beru gets on him for not having painted the ceiling. He's like, "I'll get to painting the ceiling," and it shows you know they're they're sitting down in the in his little cabin or mm-hmm. hut or whatever, and the ceiling's not painted, but the walls are right up to this point. Yeah. And then when it goes all the way up to uh, A New Hope, that ceiling is still not painted. So he <laughs> literally procrastinated for like twenty five years. 
<laughs> when he gets shot by the stormtroopers, <laughs> he's like, thank God I don't have to paint now. Yeah, God. That got, at least that got <laughs> me out of that. <laughs> yeah, but I always found that funny in Star Wars. Yeah. Because I just want, like, Hoth, like, where they are is, like, the one cold place. And then, like, you go, like, well, four hours south and it's, like, tropical. But we've also, we have kind of touched on that in some ways because it's, like, you know, Luke goes to Dagobah in Empire. And on the entire planet, he happens to land 500 feet from Yoda's house. But what you can do in that series is the Force. Yeah. It was <laughs> a Force. Yada, yada, any of those plots. <laughs> the Force guided, him, guided his ship. Exactly. It's just funny. It's like, yeah, oh well. I guess yeah. the plot wouldn't work if he landed on the other side of Dagobah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a swamp land either. It's like this... Uh, like it's like Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, mountain. Yeah. He could have landed in Philadelphia, had snowballs thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I always found that fun about those. So uh, moving on, uh, my number two, uh, Spider-Man Two. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is another one that the f- it's much like Harry Potter. I Are think. you talking Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? So Spider-Man yes, Two back Tobey then, Maguire, yeah. Spider-Man yep. Two. I agree with you. Um, you know, the first Tobey Maguire, it's so much fun. It was a huge movie made like uh, the first movie to make a hundred million dollars in a weekend was a giant success. One of the, I think until a um, few years ago was the first time that a star Wars movie that came out was not number one for the year. And it was mm-hmm. behind Spider-Man. Um, so Spider-Man was a huge success. I liked the green goblin costume picks aside. I really liked mm-hmm. William Defoe in that role, but Spider-Man too, just does everything better. Um, I still think it's my favorite villain portrayal in a Spider-Man movie. Mysterio is right there, but I love um, Doc Ock in this. Yeah. Um, Alfred Molina gives him, like, gravitas, and you feel bad for him. And, like, Doc Ock, if you've read the comics or um, played the video games or watched cartoons, he's always just kind of a conceited asshole. That's always how Doc Ock is. But this, he's not. Um, He's such a good thing. You know, um, it's by Sam Raimi. And this was the movie that the evil did. Sam Raimi came out for a few scenes because the operating scene where the arms take over themselves, it's vintage evil did to Army Darkness, Sam Raimi. Oh, most certainly is. Um, Like I said, I loved Doc Ock in it. I love when he dies and he's like, I will not die a monster and actually sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with I'm Spider-Man no more actually worked really well. I thought it did well. I thought it was Tobey Maguire's best performance. Um, this is another movie that I was right out of college and my first job afterwards was being a manager at a theater. We had to, screen the movies before they came out. Spider-Man 2 showed up so late. So it was opening on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I can't remember. I think it was opening on a Tuesday. So Monday night I worked until 11 o'clock at night. And then we didn't have time to put it together or anything. So the projector and I had to get really up early on Tuesday to have time to put it together and screen it. So I worked till 1130 that night, had to get up at like, eight in the morning the next day we had to go and do it and i was just pissed off because then i'll have to work all day and i'm like i'm don't you know screw spider-man i hate this movie now we sat down and watched it within 20 minutes i'm like i love this movie i can't remember why i was upset 
the rest of the day working was not bad because I was on such a high yeah. from that movie. So Spider-Man 2 was is one of the ones on my alternate, alternate list in case we needed something else to talk about. Yes. Um, I kind of wonder sometimes if if Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans are overlooked now that Spider-Man has kind of become more of a focus into the main MCU post, you know, Captain America, post all that stuff, Avengers, all that stuff. Mm. But the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man should not be overlooked. These are, these were good movies. Yeah. I mean, like they come off very cheesy now, but that's Sam Raimi. That was his Spider-Man. So it makes sense. And I have no problem with that because I like all the different interpretations of what Spider-Man is. Yeah. The cheesy kind of fun Spider-Man, the much more spe- serious Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. You know, there's all of them in there, and that's my favorite that's Spider-Man my, movie. My favorite Spider-Man movie, too, by far. Um, but I don't consider that a sequel, either. There will no. be a sequel to it. Let's hope it's better. We might yeah. be able to add that to the list. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man 2 was just a great movie. I remember watching it. After watching the first one and thinking, you know, this is good. This is this is good. Mm-hmm. And then getting to Spider-Man 2, and it, it, it just felt different to me. Yeah. I mean... And just the set piece in the middle of the movie where they start out where he robs the bank, and they go up on the skyscraper, and he's throwing the watch hands at him. Yeah. And the ba- the bag's money, and then they go to the um, train, and that train sequence is just so awesome. And then it ends I- with him, like, you know, being pretty much like the Jesus figure being taken off and put the mask back. Oh, my God, that's that's 25 minutes of pure cinematic bliss right there. And you know what gets me going into that movie, and, and somebody may shoot me for this, I am not, even to this day, I'm not a huge Alfred Molina fan. Yeah, I, I love him in this. But he was great in this movie. It's this and um, his very small role in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I like him in. Honestly, I don't like Molina. But I like him more after Doc Ock. Like, now if he's in something, I'm like, oh, cool, it's Doc Ock. Well, now it's more that I go, yeah, it's, I guess that's that's a good way of putting it. It's more of, oh, I recognize you as more than just, I don't like you. Yeah. You know? So, um, that was your number three, right? Two. Two? That was number yep. two? All right. So, my number two goes the opposite direction of your comic book, and it goes to a much darker comic story. And it goes to the ending of... Hugh Jackman's run as Wolverine with oh, Logan. Okay. Logan is just fantastic. I I think I don't know. Is there a better way that a comic book character has ended a series? I don't think there is. No, I mean because most of the times they're always hoping to get another one out. Yeah, um, this is clearly was the end of this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's over. It really was. Logan is over. Um, but you know it. In so many ways, it took me on an emotional ride that I did not expect going into it. I knew it was going to be a bit heavier of a movie. You know, a lot of the X-Men movies, a lot of the Wolverine movies focus on Wolverine kind of being a badass, right? Mm-hmm. And this, now at the end of the whole franchise, at the end of that series, you know, Logan is a grizzled man. He's... You know, he has to take up, um, oh, what was her name? Laura? Was that her name? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and, and kind of, at the end, I remember there's this scene where he's, he's basically impaled Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like, Hey, don't become the weapon they want you to be. Yeah. Be what you can be. Yeah. 
And to me, the the way that this took me emotionally in a much different direction than any other Wolverine movie took me uh-huh. just puts it up on this list because it was completely unexpected by me. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a western. It's you know they really show their heart, you know, their inspirations on their sleeve because they're watching Shane at one point. Yeah, this is like the gunfighter that's going to have his last hurrah. You know, yeah, they've it made really is. before. John Wayne has done that before mm-hmm. with a few of his last movies. Yeah, but you know, this gunfighter that's going in for the last hurrah—they're taking this comic book and making it a western. And one of my favorite things about it was. Wolverine Origins is one of the worst pieces of oh. crap I've ever seen in my life. No doubt. Um, it's terrible. And then the one after that was The Wolverine, mm-hmm. which was another one of those is like two-thirds of a good movie. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but there's a part in that one where the one character that can tell the future tells Logan, I've seen how you die holding your heart in your hands. Mm-hmm. You're like, that sounds gross. But, um, but I see then what it in means. the third one. Yeah, he's holding her hand as he dies. Yeah, it's and his that's heart. his heart. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't know if they meant to do that. I mean, it was the same director from two to three. I don't know how they couldn't have meant to do that. Yeah, and then the question I have for you is: the guy after he made the Wolverine, which again was seventeen thousand times better than Wolverine Origins, and then he made Logan. After that, he made Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, and now he's going to make. Um, the new Indiana Jones. Do you feel like we're in safe hands with him after his last few movies? Let me put it this way. I I don't know if I feel like I'm in the safest hands ever with Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, however, is in a place similar to the, the Wolverine franchise um, was, you know, toward the end of it. So yes, I feel like I'm not terrified that he's making an Indiana Jones movie. Does that make sense? I feel like I'll be okay. 15 years ago, I might have been. Yeah. Um, you know, because I love uh, Walk the Line, but if he went from Walk the Line to Indiana Jones, well, I guess we have to call it five, but I'm still calling four. it four. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if he would have gone from that to that, I'd be like, okay, that's... It's a jump. A, a jump, but, you know, the last 10, 15 years of his uh, filmography, it's like, okay, maybe he's able to do this to me if he's able to emotionally invest me the way he did with logan uh-huh. then i'm sold yeah. i'm in good shape um that's a great comic book movie it was one that was on my uh other list just in case you know because i'm like if she, if he has spider-man or dark knight and his i can change it to logan because it yeah. is really good it's just one of those i don't watch much because it's so bleak you can't but you can't put it on as much as you can put on dark knight no. or spider no, you can't. But that also, to me, that lends credibility to why I have it on my list because it's yeah. such a good movie. It, you know, we talked about some of my favorite movies like Schindler's List. God, I can't watch Schindler's List much. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, and Logan is the same way. I can't watch it very often because, honestly, two of my favorite people die: Xavier yeah. and and Logan. You know, uh, and everybody's already dead. And everybody so. else is already yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I, I think that the fact that it's portrayed so heavy, like heavily, that mm-hmm. adds, to me, that adds to why I put it on my list. All, All right. right. So your number one, if it's not the same as mine, I'm going to be pretty surprised. All right. So I kind of cheated with number oh, one. Okay. My number one is the MCU. Okay. Everything um, post. Just, what? Everything post when it started or just, yeah, just all of them got better? 
just the whole fact that there is a world out there that, what are we on, 18, 19 movies? At least. Something like that. Almost 20 movies deep. And maybe one or two aren't great, you know, aren't movies that I can watch over and over again. And it does. It 23. Does getting built better and better. Um, you even go from the first Avengers to Endgame. Endgame is so much better than that first oh Avenger. Oh my God, yes. Um, you go, Captain. I love Captain America 1, but. Even Winter up to Soldier Winter Soldier. That's just is two even movies. better. Yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok versus the other two. Oh, it um, blows it away. Yeah. So, my number one is the whole MCU that for over 10 years now, they have made movies, one, two, three movies a year, had it in the same world, had the same characters, and never have made a misstep. I mean, Thor 2 is not great. Iron Man 2, it's okay. But they haven't still watchable. had a Wolverine Origins. Nope. They haven't had that critical and commercial bomb. Every no. movie has at least done pretty good. They made Ant-Man enjoyable. Oh, Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man is one of the most fun movies to watch yeah, in the MCU. So, now, Ant-Man's not heavy, and part yeah. of that is Paul Rudd. I mean, we got to give all credit to Paul Rudd in that, because he's just great. But uh, 23 movies, by the way, in the MCU. 23, okay. 23 movies. And you're right. You know, over the course of, you know, 2007 to 2020... Well, the 2019, I guess, was the last release, right? Yeah, so, and will be until next year. And will be. Um, now, with that being said, you're right. It hasn't had a bomb at all. It's been mm -hmm. fantastic. I'm very curious to see what comes next. Me too, because they, they wrapped it up in a bow really well. But they really did. There are movies I can't wait to see. The Doctor Strange sequel. Doctor Strange. Um, I can't wait for that one. I don't know if I'm overly sold on I have to watch the new... Um, I am going to watch it, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if the new Guardians is one of those that I'm like, yeah, Guardians, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about Doctor Strange. Um, I'm excited to see what direct... Well, I was excited to see the next Black Panther. I'm still now more intrigued to see the next Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the saddest thing, you know, because he was so good in that role. He was so up for that role and what it meant as well. Really? Yeah. He, but Shuri, I'm going to love to see her. She's going to be a great if they go that way. If That's what I was about to say. Now they have a chance to go, and this is just a, a brilliant idea, and I hope they follow it. They have a chance to go from, from everything that Chadwick Boseman did for that character. And they have a chance to go with Shiri and make this female, black female lead superhero. Mm -hmm. who's going to inspire young girls. And I really hope they do that. Intelligent person. Yeah, and I really, really hope they do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Your MCU is is not wrong. It's just not. I'm If you... Please don't ever include the television universe, because they they've been kind of making a mess of that. But the Disney Plus universe, I think, is going to be different. I agree. I think Anything the television universe now... Yeah. I think the television universe for Marvel is going to change now with Disney Plus taking it over. Because honestly, you know, all the movies that are coming out or have been, you know, been made. The one that, like, if I had the chance to see Eternals, Black Widow, um, Shang-Chi, whatever his name yeah. is, um, or Winter Soldier and the Falcon, 
I would pick Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier every day. Yeah, that that's my choice. I mean, I can't wait to see Black Widow. I love Scarlett Johansson. I love that character. Francis Pugh as the second Black Widow is going to be great. But yeah, give give me more of Sam and um, Bucky, please. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, prior to this, I think they've obviously made some missteps in trying to figure out who has the rights and who's going to do it and this, and that, and the other. You know, you look at all all the Netflix ones that are now lost to history for now. Yes. Um, the ABC shows, honestly, some people like them. I never really did, except for Agent Carter. I did like Agent Carter. Agent Carter was great, but... I don't really uh, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. It just um, it didn't have the budget. It didn't. The plus shows are going to have the budget they need. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge... I, I don't know that they're my favorite characters, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what WandaVision is. Oh, yeah, because it looks crazy. It does. It looks like it's off-the-wall weird, and I love that stuff. But the reason that MCU is number one for me is, you know, there's other franchises that have gone on for years. Bond, you know, one that was on my uh, runner-up was Goldfinger because that kind of took it to the next level. But there's bad Bond movies in there. There are horrible Bond movies. I don't want to watch Octopussy or Moonraker again. Nope. Moonraker is one of the worst. It ranks as, to me, my worst Bond movie. And I'm, I've seen every yeah. one of them. Yeah, um, that's really up there. Um, so there's been bad ones. Or like the Harry Potter series. Yeah, it's done really well, but there's certain times where I get bored. Like the sixth movie I find very boring. You put on an MCU movie, and even if it's one of the lesser ones, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor 1 and 2, I can still watch them. Like there is not a movie that is not immensely rewatchable all the time. The movie I never get tired of watching Ragnarok. My kids put that on all the time, and every time I get sucked into it. Yeah, and like, you're not wrong. They started this whole thing 11, 12 years ago, and so many people have tried it since then, and there's just this littering of corpses of other worlds they tried to do. The Dark Universe, where they're going to bring back the Invisible Man and Wolfman and um, the Mummy. It died horribly. DC... Yeah you know, extended universe. They're trying, but they have not done the greatest job in the world. Um, they're kind of rebuilding and taking spare parts to make something new, I think. Well, so we've, really we've talked about that. DC has a fantastic opportunity right now that it simply has not had before. And uh -huh. that is with Marvel kind of in a transition, DC <laughs> now has the opportunity to take its flagship heroes and shove them to the forefront. Now, will they yeah. do it correctly? I don't know. Because Marvel, it's going to be interesting. The next Avengers movie, you take out Spider-Man, they're not going to have any of the big characters. Now, I've, I've heard rumors that they're going to try to get Wolverine in there beforehand. But, I mean, if you would have told me 15 years ago that there's going to be a huge Avengers movie and it stars Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, uh, Shang-Chi, the Eternals, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Spider-Man, I'd be like, that's a weird lineup. Okay. Yes. But it's going to work. It's going to work. I have, I have faith that it'll work. Of course I do. It's going to work because of what the MCU has done, and credit to you for making it number one, for what it's done to this point. Yeah. It it If it fails, it will be the one of the biggest failures in movie history. Mm -hmm. End of story. Because it can only shoot itself in the foot. And, like, it's funny because... Do I think any... I love MCU. I can watch them all the time. But do I think any of them are as good as Dark Knight? Probably not. 
if I was ranking just my individual movies, Terminator 2 would probably be above all of them. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have a team that, like, if we're talking about baseball, I want a team of 300, 350 hitters versus a slugger that, you know, hits a home run and then is batting 200 the rest of the time. Right. Give me that thing of they do doubles and triples, but every single one of them, are, they're going to win. They're going to win the World Series. Yeah. And that's why MCU is number one, because they have just this most stacked lineup of all time, I think. I don't disagree with you. You know, in a lot of... You're absolutely right. It's it's The MCU is that baseball team that just hits big hits all the time. Consistently. Yeah. They're not... Yeah, they might not go up there and hit a home run every time, but right. they'll get... They'll they get might the big get on hits. by a walk. They might get a double. They might get a single, but... They're moving the batters along. Yep, always. So, my number one goes away from the MCU, and I'll talk about that in a minute as to why, because I do have a question about a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. My number one goes to, um, and I'm not going to spend much time on it, because we've spent plenty of time on this as well, probably one of my favorite movies of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But that's the first. Or, not Raiders of the Lost Ark, I'm sorry. Um I'm just going to talk about Indiana Jones. I wrote Raiders, but Indiana Jones as a whole. Oh, okay. So the that franchise. Yes. Okay. Because Raiders starts off really high. Yeah, it goes down a little bit, obviously, with Temple, right? Temple's not the greatest. But then I think it I think it rebounds very nicely back up into um very nicely back up into the Last Crusade. Yeah, that that's, you know, a nine point nine if Raiders is a ten. I agree. And it's tough to do that. It's tough to take three movies, Indiana Jones one, two, three. Now I don't. Here's the thing. I don't include four. I just don't. If I included four, I have to take this off my list. Yeah. Because that takes it down so far that it doesn't make it a good series at all. So if I just include the three, it's tough to take a series that has has a 10.0 or even higher with Raiders. Mm-hmm. Drops down with Temple of Doom, which in and of itself is a good movie if you haven't ever had Raiders. Yeah, if you know, if you're in a bubble where that's the only one, yeah, it's really enjoyable. But it's... but then rebounds back up to a nine point nine with uh, Last Crusade. Uh huh. So, um, I have to put that on my list. And again, I'm not going to spend much time on because we did an entire episode about Indiana Jones. So if you want to listen to our comments on why I think this is up there, check back to that episode and you can listen yeah. to why. But Indiana Jones, the series, is at the top of my list for best sequel mm-hmm. um it has influenced me beyond belief i play a game ba- a board a tabletop game based on that you and i love this board game based not they're not based on it but in the same kind of world yeah it's pretty much a you version know. of it yeah so to me that's that's my number one and mm-hmm. again i'm not gonna spend much time on it because we've done that yeah that, that didn't make my list just because raiders is the goat it is. and i love last crusade but the thing was is it as good i'm like it's still a step down it's still like i said the first one I saw was Last Crusade. I loved it. It wasn't until later when I saw Raiders. I'm like, okay, this is better. Yeah. I like them all. Um, Temple is the lowest. Temple yeah. is the lowest. But, I mean, I can't go wrong watching any of the three. Yeah. Ever. If I sit down and it's on right now, I'm going to watch it. Whatever, whichever one it is. So, here's why I didn't put Marvel on the list. And... Um, because or a Bond, because I'm a huge Bond fan. Yeah, me too. I didn't put either of those on the list, and Bond is a little different than Marvel. But Marvel, 
how do I want to say it? Marvel felt not as much like sequels unless you talk about the individual sets of movies. Yeah, and that's why I said I cheated a little bit because right. I feel the same. But I just had to look at the overall versus the right. My, like, okay, it's got to go. Right. So it has to go if you if you expand it out and say as a series these are the best. It has to be number one. There's no question. But I didn't put it there because Iron Man one two three or Captain America one two. You know you know what I mean. Uh huh. So I didn't do that because of that and. It easily should be number one if you, I mean, if you include everything as one giant sequel, there's no question in my mind. The second one about Bond, though, outside of maybe one or two, those are all standalone movies. Yes. So I don't feel like any of those are necessarily a sequel to another one. And if you look at it on the same definition scale that we just talked about Marvel, it can't stay up there because there are some bad Bond movies. Yeah, and it was, you know... We're in, what, the fifth different generation? You know, you can't really compare right. Dr. No with a Pierce Brosnan movie. You know, you just right. can't. It's, Which, have you seen a picture of Pierce Brosnan lately? Hmm? Have you seen a picture of Pierce Brosnan lately? Yeah. He looks like he could play a Bond villain now. Yeah. Um, I watched that really cheesy Die Hard in a shot, uh, soccer stadium with uh, Dave Bautista in it. That was good. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> This Russian dude with a big beard, it took me like 30 minutes to realize that was Pierce Brosnan. Honestly, if you hadn't told me going in when I started to watch that movie myself that that was Pierce Brosnan, I wouldn't have recognized him at first. Still um, love the end of that movie that this game, the soccer game is so interesting that nobody notices a helicopter hovering above the stadium shooting at the lights and this guy shooting back at it. No one notices this. Dude, it's it's English football. What do you expect? <laughs> they are really into that game, man. It is English football. Um, other movies that didn't necessarily make my list, but probably could have, mm-hmm. uh, the good, the bad and the ugly. I had that in mind as well. That was a, I mean that though, the trilogy I love. Yeah. Um, you know, the man with no name trilogy, yep. which has, um, fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and good, bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, I can have added that on here. I could have added toy story Two. Yep, that was the Pixar movie. I that thought was, it was. That was on my list. I thought it was. Still one of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. Um, I could have added both of the two Lord of the Rings movies. However, again, not a true sequel because it was all shot at once. Yeah, and I consider that one story. I do too. I could have added John Wick 2. Love oh, John Wick 2. Those. Uh, John Wick was good. But two and three, the way it's expanded that John Wick universe has been just so good. Yeah, that's a good one that I didn't even think about. But yeah, yeah. John Wick 2 is really good. And then I added Aliens, but I figured that would be on your list, so I didn't put it in my top five. Yep, I love James Cameron. I miss yeah. him actually making movies more than once every 17 years. <laughs> right? Avatar 2 is coming soon. Yeah. I, I, I think they've ended principal uh, they've ended all filming yeah, i think yeah they, they said two is done three is almost done yeah and when i heard that i yawned <laughs> yeah i'm not honestly not really i don't care yeah but like um i was just looking at because i was talking with my daughter because we've been doing this thing where we've been going through directors because she's really liking doing that and we're talking about james cameron i'm like he used to he like made terminator aliens the abyss Terminator 2 within like six year span. <laughs> and now it's like made, in 2074, he'll put out. Yeah. He made True Lies in 90. This is his last three movies. True Lies in 94. 
Titanic in 97, Avatar in 2007. Yeah, and it's been 13 years. Movies in about 25 years. But they're all good movies. They're all fantastic movies. I, I personally don't like Titanic, but I can't take away from how good of a movie it was. See, I, I just, I appreciate Avatar. It's pretty, it's shot really well, but it just didn't do it's just, anything for me. It's just Pocahontas. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. Oh, it's but very I, pretty. I couldn't tell you a character in it. There's blue people. He like puts his ponytail into the thing to write it, and it looked cool. And, and that's all I remember. And it's a new park at Animal Kingdom, and I, yes. I happened to be there the weekend it opened. I guess so. It was yeah. kind of cool. And I think you were there right after us. After, yeah. And because we were at the same time, and and all the rides broke down on you. <laughs> yeah, I never got to go on. I, the only thing I wanted to do was ride the one ride, the river ride. No, we got to do that. Okay, one. that was just Small World, but Avatar, yeah. the yeah, other yeah. one, the, okay, like, cool one. Gotcha. Is the one I didn't get to do. Gotcha. So um, yeah, uh, I can't, I can't say that. Though I'm looking forward to Avatar too. Um, the other one that was on my list that, um. I, I, I can't add because it just doesn't fit the rest of those movies, but movies that have gotten, or a series that has gotten more enjoyable and more fun to watch as it as it goes is a series that has completely realized what it is, given up the shark, and just gone all in. And that's Fast and Furious. Yeah. Those, those, I'm like, but there's not one sequel. No. I mean, like, the closest one I'd have is Fast Five. Fast Five would be the closest. But yeah, that's, that's just what, like... If I didn't have MCU, I could have put the Fast and Furious universe, but I think MCU does it a little better. It does. Fast and Furious, just to me, they made the first movie, and they were like, yeah, we're going to make a serious movie, and it was this, and it was about a car gang, and this and that. And after that, they just said, you know what? Let's just make cool car movies. (laughs) Let's make James Bond movies with cars. Yeah, and so they've really just kind of given up. If somebody asks me to name a plot for any of the Fast and Furious movies... I struggle to do so. I can but, give you sentences, though. But, yeah, exactly. But I enjoy every one of them. Oh, I love, yeah, I love that series. But, yeah, like I said, I didn't have it on there because I, I had the it. MCU, but it's it's the same thing. That How are they on Fast and the Furious 9? And I've liked all of them except for Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift I don't consider to really be part of the series, though. Yeah. It felt it like an outlier. The characters. Yeah, it's kind of the outlier. Yeah. Um. So is that all of your... Uh... Wrath of Khan, Star Trek 2. Okay. So I am shocked because I didn't put this on my list because I thought it was going to be your number one. What's that? Evil Dead 2 and 3. So Evil Dead 2 was it was consideration, and uh-huh. Army of Darkness obviously is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that's so I was waiting for that one. Um, but because it's my favorite movie of all time doesn't mean it's the best sequel of all time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's... Like, I look at Evil Dead 2 and 3, they're so much better than Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, because Evil Dead tried to be a horror movie. And Evil, it was a good horror movie, it, but it was it's, good. Not, it's not my type of movie. No. It's not what I like watching. Evil Dead Evil 2 and 3 are awesome. I can watch anytime. Army of Darkness, I've literally watched twice in one day. Army of Darkness, I can recite most of the movie. I can turn it off, or I can turn the movie on, mute it, and not miss a single thing. I've watched it that many times. I've written a role-playing game based on Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, for my class, for Halloween one year, that's what I showed. Because they wanted to see something. I didn't really want to show something that violent or anything. Army of Darkness. So I showed Army of Darkness. And usually what I do 
in my first class, I'll watch it with them and we'll have a discussion and everything. In the second class, I'll grade papers or whatever when it's watching. I just watch it twice. So yeah. <laughs> that shows how good that movie is, that it's I can so watch good. it at 8 to 10 and then at noon to 2. It's my it's my favorite movie of all time. So, I mean, that's just the end of it. That's uh, and But again, I didn't add it to my list because eh, maybe isn't it, it isn't everybody's cup of tea. But yeah. Army of so, Darkness is my favorite movie of all time. So two that you didn't hit that I would have on there, actually three, um, Bride of Frankenstein, if you want to go old I, school. I actually looked at that and forgot to write it down. Bride of Frankenstein yeah. would have been on my list too. Um, Godfather 2. Mm-hmm. You know, I still like Godfather 1 a little bit more, but you can make an argument that Godfather 2 is the goat of, like, sequels. I mean, it won critically, every Oscar. I was going to say, critically, Godfather 2 is significantly better than Godfather, but I still have a soft spot for the first one. Yeah, I still like the first one a little bit more. And then, um, kind of like your John Wick place, mine would be Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout could have been on my list. Fallout was good. It's funny, because... Um, Mission Impossible 1, I liked. Mission Impossible 2, I like for its horribleness. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cheesy. It doesn't make sense. John Woo is doing John Woo things in that movie. And that's kind of the, you know, down point of the series. And it's funny. It's like, okay, which was what Mission Impossible sequel is the best? And I think each one has gotten better. I really like I Mission Impossible 3. Still the best villain in Philip Seymour Hoffman. J.J. Yeah. Abrams really did an awesome job. I agree. Then there's Ghost Protocol, which has the best set piece of any of the movies. I saw that in IMAX, and I got Vertigo. Yeah. And then Rogue Nation, which I thought was even better than um, um, Ghost Protocol, which I loved. And then Fallout is, God bless it, that is a good action movie. It really is. I, it just goes, and it's great set pieces. You like all the characters. You understand all of the dynamics. It is, you know, enjoyable. It's got great stunts. It has great um, special effects when they need it. Like I said, everything in that movie is so good. So it's funny. This is a series that, since 2, has gotten better each time. It and really can has. They make, can they make the next one better? I don't know. I don't know how you can make a better movie than Fallout. Should they stop? I don't know. I mean, like, this is what Tom Cruise does now because he never got the star power he had since he jumped on the couch. True. Because in the 90s and the early 2000s, he could open anything. I mean, like, if you put him in a movie, it's going to make good money. He was, you know, even something like Far and Away. It did pretty well. It wasn't the hugest hit, but it did, did pretty fine. well. He made a movie about a um, guy going to the samurais in, uh, what was it, like, late 1700s Japan. Mm-hmm. He made that a $100 million movie. Yes, he did. Now, now he can't do that, you know? Now, if he's not in Mission Impossible, his movies don't do that well. Look at The Mummy, like he tried to do. Mm. I really like the campy Brendan Fraser Mummy. So, I didn't. Tom Cruise aside, I had no desire to see The Mummy. Yeah, because I, I, going back to the whole Indiana Jones thing, that's why we like The Mummy. Right. It was kind of campy yeah, and so fun. I understand why he keeps making them. And Christopher McQuarrie, who did um, the last two, is doing the next Mission Impossible. So if he can do it, he's the one guy that can. But it's funny because um, I actually watched The Usual Suspects with my daughter. 
uh, my older daughter. Well, my younger daughter kind of watched it, but she kind of got bored. Mm-hmm. But that was Christopher McQuarrie's first movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to distance myself from all the other bad things about Usual Suspects, you know, the whole Kevin Spacey and Brian Singerness of it. So I'm watching it for him, and I'm like, you, 2000 me, you know, 20 year old me would say that Brian, um, that Christopher McQuarrie's never going to do something better than Usual Suspects. It was a great script, great and indie, everything like that. 2020, I'm like, I like his Mission Impossible stuff more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the characters are more realistic because yeah. usual suspects i went back it's like everybody's talking like this tough guy dialogue and my daughter mentioned it she's like all they do is curse it's like yeah i mean that's that's kind of what stephen baldwin did in that movie he just dropped the f-bombs a lot yeah he just walked around and dropped f-bomb everywhere yeah so it's funny but yeah mission impossible was another one that almost made my list because kind of like that john wick damn it's a good action movie yeah i'm curious to see where john wick 4 is gonna go yeah it's gonna be fun that that's regardless of what anything else john wick 4 is going to be fun yes um so i think that wraps it up for us we've got a good list we got our top fives and then we've talked about some extras on the side that that uh, maybe didn't make our top fives or were alternate for top fives uh-huh. um but this has been fun i i really enjoyed this so and and like like you said at the beginning of the episode this is based on a request so if you want to if you want to hear us do something we actually fill requests. Yes, we do. So let us know. Reach out on Facebook or email or, or whatever. Uh, do what the kids do and leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Uh, we actually have reviews and ratings on iTunes. So leave more. Yeah, keep doing that. That would be good. Everybody saw my thumbs up. That was stupid. I don't know why I just did a thumbs yeah, up. I saw it. <laughs> I know you did. Um, so uh, that's it for today, I think. Um I don't have really anything else to add to you. No. Uh, okay. Like I said, I love thinking about all these movies. Um, James Cameron takes up a lot on my list. Sam Raimi was on there a lot. So uh, it just shows that some of the directors I always liked, it's just kind of, they make good movies. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. They nope. just make a good movie. So I liked mine because I, I, I tried to keep a nice variety you know yeah i i'm like okay i'm going to do a variety and then three comic book movies and two james cameron I'm like, good job ryan <laughs> good job so um basically that's all i've got today though we'll get together we'll make another one of these soon uh yep. we appreciate you listening again leave us a rating leave us a like find us on facebook send us an email all that kind of fun stuff but uh for today i'm steve i'm ryan we'll talk to you later